This is the Tribune Audio Network. This is the Backstory Podcast. I'm Larry Potash. On this show, we uncover the backstory behind some of the most intriguing tales in history, culture, science, and religion. While many remember the DeLorean thanks to its appearance in Back to the Future, the story of its origins is just as entertaining. Some may not realize the car is actually named after the man who created it. John DeLorean grew from an engineer into an icon who lived by his own rules. DeLorean was flying high until he needed money and got caught in the middle of the war on drugs. Then it all started to come apart. Let's get into the backstory of John DeLorean. Back to the Future presented the DeLorean as a time machine. When the Back to the Future came out, I was five years old. I sat in my first DeLorean when I was six years old. I saw it at a gas station. I remember it as if I was sitting there right now. Welcome to my latest experiment. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Uh, well, it's a DeLorean, right? Me, Marty. I asked the owner, can I, can I jump in there? He's like, yeah, get in. I sit in it. I could barely, you know, not even see where the steering wheel. I remember saying to myself, I'm going to have one of these cars one day. Tamir Ardan does own a DeLorean. He not only owns the car, but also the rights to the story. The DeLorean. Gullwing doors rise effortlessly, beckoning you inside. Some younger movie fans may not realize there's a man behind the machine with the name DeLorean. You know, he was a total maverick. He broke the rules, and he lived probably three lives within one life. In automotive history, drive the DeLorean. Live the dream today. Tamir is such a fan that one day in 1999, when he was 19 years old, he called John DeLorean himself at his Bedminster estate in New Jersey. And he picked up, and I remember it too, he picked up, I was trembling on the phone, and he said, hello, this is Mr. DeLorean. I said, and I knew I had a 10 second range where this guy was either gonna hang up on me or we were gonna engage. And I said, Mr. DeLorean, this is who I am. I made this website about you, I'm a huge fan. I'm going to be out there. Is there any way I can maybe stop by your house and, and meet you? And he said, of course, I'd love for you to do that. Just give me a call when you're out here. And so that's where my relationship with John DeLorean started. The moment you meet him, you're kind of in awe and you're like, I'm going to have a great time. Decades ago, General Motors was the biggest, most successful company in the world. John DeLorean helps create the first muscle car, the Pontiac GTO. Pontiac GTO for 66. See it in captivity at your Pontiac dealer. Sales soar, but with his open collars and plastic surgery, DeLorean isn't the corporate type. He sort of understood the idea of the, what the baby boomers wanted, which was this idea of unique image. And that was what he was feeding at GM. Now what he wasn't able to do was sort of stay within the conforms of big business, which makes him a, an interesting character. He lived the way he wanted to live and uh, told everyone else, you know, you can shove it because I'm the one making all the money. If you want to do a story about who the first person to truly brand themselves was, it's John DeLorean. He's on the cover of magazines. DeLorean could be president of GM, but he decides to go his own way. Stars like Johnny Carson and Sammy Davis Jr. invest millions, 17 million in all, to help build a prototype, 
the DeLorean. But now, where to build it? Some place that would give him tax breaks and subsidies. War-torn Belfast. Few companies would build here. But with so many out of work, the British Labour Party gives him incredible financial incentives. He's a hero in Northern Ireland. The first models roll off the assembly line. They look cool, but there are big problems in performance and cost. Then, the Conservatives, led by Margaret Thatcher, take over and stop all the financial assistance. Suddenly, he needs money. That's when he gets an offer he should have refused. James Hoffman offers a suitcase of cocaine. Hoffman is a former neighbor of DeLorean's and criminal informant. FBI agents arrest DeLorean. With Reagan's war on drugs getting underway, this is the high-profile bust the government wants. The FBI and the DEA have been given the direction that we need to make high-profile busts. You know, it was the perfect storm for John DeLorean. How do you get John DeLorean off? He's sitting in a hotel room with a suitcase full of cocaine, you know, toasting. How do you get someone like that off? It's, you know, the guy's guilty. It tears his family apart. He's married to model Christine Ferreira, and they have two children. When they met is when Hoffman brought up the drug deal. And that, of course, wasn't recorded. When I spoke with the prosecutor, they basically said the case was lost the moment that occurred. You know, because that is the reasonable doubt, which is the golden goose of who brought it up first. You know? Entrapment. Entrapment. But this is not a Hollywood happy ending. DeLorean abandons his inner circle to team up with Colin Chapman of Lotus to smooth out the production problems. But remember that $17 million from investors like Johnny Carson and Sammy Davis Jr.? Well, with all that government financial aid, DeLorean and Chapman decide to pocket the $17 million. Had he held on to it, he might not have needed the drug deal. But now, he faces charges for failing to pay taxes on embezzled money. Before, did you ever cheat someone or take advantage of anyone in a business deal? Yes, I would say. His wife tells investigators she witnessed DeLorean forging documents and aging them with a sun lamp. But he evades prosecution because of a legal technicality. Because he was a very lucky man over the course of his life. Safe to say that he left a lot of ruined relationships in his wake? Yeah, it's funny. I mean, when, when I speak to anyone that knew John DeLorean, they either love him or hate him. His story is a cautionary tale. And you do, 35, 40 years later, get to see the true collateral damage of it all. I don't think I've sat in one of these, probably since my dad had one on the farm. Zach DeLorean is John's son. His whole life, his whole dream, everything that he worked for from the time they broke ground till the time of the arrest, gone. In the end, he's a born-again Christian, living in a one-bedroom apartment, doodling sketches of his next revolutionary vehicle. When DeLorean died in 2005, Tamir secured the rights to produce a film starring Alec Baldwin. Allow me to introduce the first incarnation in the evolution of my dream. It's part documentary, part drama, that allows the characters to explain to viewers part of the backstory. He's a hero in his mind. He's a hero. And you, and, you, and you have to play that. You have to play who he thinks he is. And you present him as who he thinks he is to the world. Maybe he had the wrong definition of success in life. Yeah. We need people like that, to be honest with you. Like, we, we need John DeLoreans. We need those kind of people that are so singularly focused 
I'm trying to do new things, exciting things, where they're going to have deficiencies in other part of their life and their personalities. I can see the good, bad, and the ugly in him. And I can appreciate all of it for what it's worth. Every single time I look at this car, open the door, start it up, I'm giddy inside. You know, it just doesn't get old. And I think that's what makes car lovers unique. Like you just fall in love with a car and, and you love it for hopefully the rest of my life. The DeLorean is not a true sports car. It's not fast like a Ferrari. Of the 8,000 made in 1981 and 82, several thousand still exist. Its big screen role as a time machine captures new generations of fans and stirs their imagination, something John DeLorean could appreciate. He always wanted a creation that was eternal. It's really helped make the car iconic and it will make it live on forever. I mean, it's something that young kids watch today and they get excited about the car. It's allowed the magic to live on. Thanks for listening to Backstory. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute to subscribe to our podcast or leave a review. To watch our full coverage of this story and see some that didn't make it to the podcast, visit us online at wgntv.com slash backstory. This has been a production of the Tribune Audio Network.